Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents. And it is my great pleasure today to have the chair of the Democratic Town Committee, Rachel Plukas. Welcome to the studio. Yeah, pleasure. And the chair of the Republican Town Committee, Alan Earls. Absolutely. Alan, welcome to the studio. Glad to be here. I don't know if the general public realizes that uh, this is a part of the, uh, in a sense, both committees are part of the town. Yes. By state law. It's in the statutes. It's in the exist. statutes. Yep. And people get elected to the committees when there's a presidential primary. Of course, dur during, after the primary, you can elect members yourself, right, right. to the committee. H how many members are, do the Democrats elect? The Democrats, at this point, we, uh, because of, like you're saying, these committees are associated with every single town, uh, we have a kind of metric for how many registered Democrats there are in the town. It also has to do with the, um, the number of people we have at the convention. Uh, and uh, right now we've got 30, uh, we got in between 30 and 40 members right now. Forgive my lack yeah. for the number right now. But yeah, we've got more than 30 members who are actively engaged in the committee. And they show up on that ballot with all those yeah. names that a lot of times people are, they're wondering, who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Those uh, are the committee lot, members. Uh, a lot of them are surprised that the next door neighbor is on the ballot. Right. <laughs> yep. Alan, how many are on your right Yeah, uh, good question. I think we're in the high teens to low 20s, and about uh, a certain percentage of those, probably a third, are not particularly active. Once in a great while, we'll see them, and the rest are, are gung-ho and on fire, yeah. yeah. Well, Alan, I'll begin with you. What does your town committee do? Well, um, de jure, I think, we support Republican candidates, and um, that involves fundraising, giving them a, a voice, and uh, you know, holding signs and all those good things. And uh, I think we're probably, I'm, I'm gonna guess, a little different from the local Democrat town committee in that we have a, a pretty small bench of people in elected offices in Republican land, you know, a handful up at the legislature, currently Charlie Baker, but that may not be, the, we may not have anybody in the gubernatorial seat uh, after the election. So I think we tend to be less top-down and more bottom-up. We have a lot of people who are just interested in issues and show up and gather and excite each other and get to work on a particular project, whether it's uh, getting signatures for a ballot question or holding signs for a candidate or um, just trying to get more folks involved. So it's a, it's a little more amorphous. We're sort of like a, uh, an interest group rather than a, as much of a formal structure that you might see in, in other situations, I think. And Rachel, what is the town democratic? Yeah, like? I mean, I'd say that sounds also very familiar. Um, we have a certain mission um, and vision. The mission is to uh, promote the principles of the Democratic Party. There's the both Massachusetts and the uh, the National Democratic Party, and uh, that's our real, that's our focus. That's what we always have to draw everything back to. But just like you're saying, there's, there's a certain time where a certain person has a connection with someone on a certain ballot question or has a, uh, something going on at the town council that they're really um, interested in and they'll get the committee involved. And it, yeah, it's so very amorphous, <laughs> very usually. Yes. The, the uh, 
both of the committees, the Democratic and Republican town committees, were founding fathers of venues at the 4th of July uh, kickoff of, of the 4th of July celebration huh. on the common. Uh, so you've been lo both long-term uh, on the common. I know the Democrats sell pizza, they used to sell cal calzones, and water. And what do the Republicans sell? We were selling corn dogs, and we, we, we had some um, extremely ambitious hopes to go well beyond that. What did we end up selling? We ended up selling um, float, root beer floats, uh, watermelon in cups, and, jeez, uh, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was. It was a blur of activity, and whatever we were serving is what it was But we're going to try to make it even more interesting next time around. We, we've, we've now got the situation where there are food trucks competing as well, and um, you know the, car the carny people sell stuff. So finding their sweet spot in amongst uh, all the other competing literally. offerings is, is tr tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and if people, the viewing people don't realize is that each vendor or organization have their own specialty, and, yes. and you cannot sell right, what right. someone else is selling. That's right. It, it's uh, an agreement and restraint of trade, I think you'd call it legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that also, uh, it, it is the uh, Carnival Company, too, that's a part of that. Right. I think, I don't know yeah. if it's been a part of the, uh, if it's always been that way. How, do you know? I don't know. I, I gather the most recent group of people managing it have worked out. It has yeah. always been that way. Amongst okay. the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gather both of you uh, give monetary support to re Republican and Democratic candidates from the town committee. We do. Yes. Not, de no Democrats, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And and is that both at a a local and state and national level, or is it more just at a state level? Yeah. So for us, their spending on a national level is much less common. Um, we are more interested in the, the state-held offices. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say the same thing. I haven't been long enough to, to be in this position through a national election, but I suspect we would still emphasize local first and foremost. Um, again, it's a, it's a democratic process within the Republican Town Committee. We reach a consensus, and if it's all legal and, and whatever, then we go ahead and do it. But there's no hard and fast rule about what we do, as long as we're supporting Republicans. Do, do you feel that on a local town election where you're electing people that are going to serve the town of Franklin, yeah. that both committees should be actively involved in a local campaign, or, or how involved should they be? So, so for an office that is a that is like explicitly a nonpartisan office, or for yeah, like an assessor or. Mm -hmm. uh, um, the town clerk right. or, or the town council school committee. Um, how involved do you think each committee should be in, in local elections? Yeah, well, I'd say it, it depends mm. um, in terms of who that candidate is. Uh, if that person is, uh, is someone with relationships with people who uh, members of the committee. Uh, an official endorsement is a different thing, um, and that is, yeah, that's a very different thing, an official endorsement for a nonpartisan candidate. Yeah. Um, the mission is to elect Democrats or elect Republicans, not elect uh, 
nonpartisan. People, yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, there's a fine line yeah. there. And I would um, not to d dive into a too controversial area, but personally and uh, amongst Republicans, there was a lot of feeling that the local elections in the last cycle got kind of politicized. The um, leadership, Democratic leadership came in and endorsed all, all slate of local candidates, which I don't think had ever happened before to my knowledge. So that seems a little concerning. I, I, some of, many of us were active with lo local candidates, but it was never an official act um, that I, I, don't, I don't believe anybody contributed money that I can think of, at least as, as, a, as a committee. Individually, they may have. But I like the idea um, of keeping the local thing a little less partisan. Hard to do in this modern age, frankly. So, um, you know, that's essentially the pushback I got from some of your colleagues that says, well, everybody knows who, where, which way these people lean. So they don't. Just, just, just deal with yeah. it. But Everyone I, doesn't know. No, they don't. And I, I, like, I like the idea of it being a, a kind of a neutral ground so people can talk about the local issues without having to talk about the most controversial national issues. It's a good ground for people to just develop some political um, confidence and to really deal with local things people to people. So we're working on that, I guess. Um, hopefully we can keep it fairly nonpartisan. That's my hope. And, and keep our, our focus as, as committees on those other races. But I guess your other hope is that you can encourage more candidates to run for office so that you are not having a situation where where, uh, like in Franklin for many years, there was only one candidate for uh, many different offices. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you encourage candidates to run? I mean, is, uh, or, or let me take this past election in the primary, particularly for the Republican Party, I was really surprised that you had three write-in candidates. In other words, they, mm -hmm. they hadn't uh, gone through the normal route of, of having petitions signed. Yep. And for the general public out there, depending on the office that you're running for, depends on how many names you right. need people to sign a petition for. Right. And maybe you, you both can explain that before we go further. Yeah, I forget for um, the office for uh, representative for Franklin and our chunk of Medway there. Uh, I think it was oh, it was less than two hundred right One hundred and fifty, which is for, similar, I think, for for what's required for local office for for for, for signatures. Like if you want to run for um, town council, I think you need one hundred or one hundred and fifty yeah. just for that. So it's similar. Yeah, and which I, is work. It it's, is work. That it's takes a lot of work. time and effort, and um, I, even for incumbents. Right. Yeah, because they they need to sign the the papers. They need um, to make sure they're registered in that party. Uh, in other words, if, mm -hmm. if they're running on the Democratic Party, they have to be registered Democrats. Am I saying that correctly? And you have I to be so, yeah. a Republican. Yep. I, yeah. Um, I think maybe f t to be on the... For ballot signatures. I know an independent can right. sign in yes, ballot. Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah. They can. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense because then they could sign a Democrat and a Republican state right. Senate ballot. <laughs> um, yeah, you very well could. I yeah. suppose. You told us no pop quizzes. What's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not... I, I'm not at this hour of the morning, right. with only one cup of coffee with me, I'm not sure. <laughs> coming coming to back to, to my question, yeah, how to get people we, run? We had three 
people yes. running right. as write-ins. They didn't go through no, they did not. The, the normal process. What was the backstory of that? Well, um, in Massachusetts, the Republican Party is pretty small, and as I think many people know who pay attention to politics at all, we have a considerable division between our governor and people who are his supporters who very roughly, you could say they're middle of the road or maybe somewhat more liberal Republicans, and then um, more conservative people, often identified but sometimes misidentified as Trump supporters. Um, and beyond that, there's a lot of, uh, the, the bureaucracy of the party is sort of unwell, it's not strong. We don't often hear from, from people in the, in the party proper because it's a small group, frankly. So as a consequence, there isn't a well-organized system of identifying potential candidates and grooming them and bringing them forward. And the people who did sign up were kind of last minute people who were encouraged to please just show up because it's silly to have all these other candidates from the Democratic Party running on a post. So that was a kind of a, a, a late rah-rah effort. Um, I'm not sure if I've, if I've wandered off from answering, because you originally asked about getting local candidates to yeah. run, and I would just yeah. add, I think making people understand how important local government is, and making it interesting and accessible, and informing people, because people really often don't understand what's going on in local government at all. And then, to, and not to go on end endlessly, but no, I think um, <clears throat> just making people understand that ordinary people can run for offices, there's no crime in it, you don't have to be specially qualified, we, you hope that when you get elected, you'll be competent and learn and do a good job. But that's one of the wonders of the U.S. of A. is we do not have a permanent political class. We encourage everyone and anyone to show up and make their case before the voters. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think there's a strong argument on local elections that says, folks, most of your money in economic terms is a local right. situation. So if you really are concerned about politics, you're concerned about your right. pocketbook, you're concerned about government, you really want to find out who's running and what's happening, and yet it's the smallest turnout uh, of know, any of the uh, elections we have. What, what, what comments do you have about how important local elections are? I would very much agree with that uh, uh, somewhat common understanding that mm. the, the closer you are to the person you elect, the more likely they are going to be to be uh, in impactful in mm. your life and in what, what you feel as, the, as a, that person or as that person serves you. Um, yeah, you're more likely to get a bang for your buck out of that yes. vote, I would say. And you know where they live. You can call up and say, <laughs> what's going on? Right, 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 right. Um, but you know, this is, if I can veer off topic just a bit, because I don't want to miss this, w one of the things, and this relates to local uh, political involvement and people's general relationship to politics, we both came into our roles at about the same time, and we both inherited um, constituents, if you will, that were upset with people from the other party, very upset. and. Um, Rightly or wrongly, that was a situation. And I think Rachel and I have talked and tried really hard to make sure we keep things as civil as possible. We disagree about a lot of things, but we always, at the end of the day, find things to talk about. And, and I enjoy Rachel's company. We disagree about a lot of stuff, but Rachel's a great person, and we really work hard to get people. Um, I know particularly there are some angry Republicans who have uh, 
you know, recently a, a Republican from out of town came to the Harvest Festival and was really unpleasant to Rachel, which is very upsetting because um, that's not the kind of situation we're trying to foster. And it doesn't mean being milquetoast or not standing up for what you believe. It just means let's set some reasonable terms of debate and let's let our ideas do the talking, not just our you know loud voices. So mm. that I think is a, is also part of it. A lot of people are disgusted with politics on either side because one side or the other is so loud and noisy. So we want to be loud and noisy and effective and communicative and you know, positive, I think. Yeah. He's forgetting though. One of it's it's really not that hard for Alan and I to, you know, kind of sit and enjoy each other's company. We're both history nerds. Yes. We both have a subject matter that when you've got someone right. who who can reference something that you're like, oh, uh, it's yeah, we we've got that shared passion, yep. so it's kinda of hard for us to not uh, uh, join a conversation on common ground. Unfortunately that's not right. uh, that's not where a lot of uh, others are. That's why this type of program probably ought to be a continuation because we can demonstrate to people in Franklin how to, how to carry those conversations on right. and, and what are the issues behind uh, our disagreements and more importantly, how, we can, how can we look at reconciling right. and coming to some, maybe some type of, of uh, not consensus, mm -hmm. but solution. Right. I, election I, day, if yeah, I could just interrupt. Election exactly. day is a great right. time and place for that, um, here in Franklin at least. Uh, we should be proud for the way that elections take place here, outside and inside. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alan and I, he's a great face to wake up to that morning and say hello and like, here we go, the sun will come out, we'll get our votes and then the sun will go down uh, and we have a good time. It's well, fun. we could begin by covering uh, that in Franklin and now in the state of Massachusetts, you can vote by mail, my understand, and you've already received from the Secretary of, the, of State a, a card explaining to vote by mail, but you have to request a ballot by November 1st if you want to mail in your ballot. You can vote early, uh, I forget the date that it begins, at the town clerk's yeah. office. Uh, I, I want to say October 22nd, but I don't really know that. Yeah, I, I think I it's think, around October 22nd. Yeah, uh, all I know is that my birthday is in late October, and now because That's of ruined. this, uh, <laughs> no, I get to vote on my birthday. Uh, <laughs> I, I go into the town clerk's office and I vote on my birthday. Uh, and it's, uh, it, that for me, I've got a selfish reason for really loving uh, wow. that opportunity wow. now. And on uh, the first uh, Tuesday in November, November 8th, Yes. Uh, at the Franklin uh, Gymnasium. It, it, in Franklin, I believe it's 6 to 8 p.m. 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., correct. That as far as I uh, you can yep. vote in person. Yeah. Uh, and there will be uh, nine precincts that you're in, mm -hmm. and you can check the precincts ahead of time. Uh, people that are running for office or holding signs need to be 100 feet from the election right. place. And you cannot wear political signs or badges on your coats or whatever when going in. Right. Uh, is there anything that uh, either one of you uh, really like to make as closing remarks? Well, I mean, I just think folks should get involved. I think it's really, really good 
for people who lean one way or the other to get involved with other like-oriented people. And again, let's all be civil and find ways to talk about issues that are constructive. We, none of us will ever get all we want, but if we come prepared and understand that politics is always a give and take, um, I think we can get to a better society and hopefully some, some outcomes that most of us can live with. Mm -hmm. I, I'd also just add that like the Franklin is, there are so many reasons having been in Franklin since the late 1980s, and I forget, you've, you're, about the same time, yeah. about the same time, yeah. We, Franklin is a place where there's all sorts of things to mm. be proud for, but I'd like to think that others might see something like this and understand mm. that this Franklin is, is a very wonderful and tight community, and these bridges that are so naturally built are, are part of why Franklin, as I'm saying, is just a wonderful, wonderful yeah. place to live. And Alan and I share that. We share right. a love for history and so And it, it takes effort for people to make these things work and keep alive. I mean, yep. we, we put in a lot of hours, respectively, <laughs> unpaid, <laughs> cheering on the troops and making things like this happen, yeah. which, you know, all, all the people who do all kinds of volunteer things in all aspects of the community contribute to that. Uh, Alan, to the I would place. like yep. to point out yes. that every morning, I turn on my computer and I go to a page called the Franklin Observer. Yes. First of all, to find out whether I'm alive or it. dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is a wonderful service that, that you're doing. Well, thank you. And I, I will always give the shout out to Steve Sherlock, who invented this kind of local citizen journal, journalism a dozen, 15 years ago, I should know the date better. Um, and I think he does, still does a great job. As time has gone on, I think we've discovered we have a slightly different way of looking at the world, so we choose to cover somewhat different things. I don't cover sports because I am the most unsports person in the world. I, I look at scores from different types of sports and I didn't even know what to make of them. So Steve does that very well, and Steve also, um, I, I, I get the impression he's probably more likely to vote Democrat than I am. Um, so, you know, we bring some of that to the table. I think we're both committed to our versions of um, fair and objective reporting. Um, I know personally, sometimes I throw in a few facts I think people really ought to know that are not 100% nonpartisan. How, how can people access that uh, website? Yeah, uh, Franklin Observer, one word, dot town, dot news. And you can sign up and receive it free every day. It's, ad it's now, it's it's mostly volunteer effort, but it's also supported by some local advertisers, which is kind of a nice thing. Franklin Observer. Dot town. Dot news. Dot news. Yep. Great, great. Um, before I we leave, why don't you give the Democratic Town website, and then if you would give the Republican Town website. Yeah, sure. So there are a lot of Franklins, actually, in the yes. United States. There's 30-some-odd Franklin municipalities. So we're really lucky. We have There's Franklin... Not 50? Not 50. There's not 50? One in each state? Yeah. No, but there's, for Getting example, close. Massachusetts. We've got a Franklin County and a Franklin right, Town. County. And, uh, right. Yeah. So, but we're very lucky. We got franklindemocrats.org as, uh, as our domain name, so franklindemocrats.org. franklindemocrats.org. Yeah. And you meet here, actually, we do. Thank in you. this <laughs> building, on what is what is it? This 
second Monday or the, the first second Monday, Monday of second the month. Monday. Yep, it's seven o'clock here. We're able to do it on Zoom too. Uh, but December, there is no meeting. There is no need for politics in December. We have a party instead. So this is our That's last meeting of the year coming up. How do I get an invite? <laughs> um, yeah, and we've had a number of iterations over the last few years. I, I believe our current URL is franklinmarepublicans.com, I hope. But Google it and you'll find us. And um, yeah, I was going to, oh, yeah, and we don't have a regular meeting date. We're kind of a movable feast. We're currently meeting at the Rome on a rather irregular schedule. Um, we've met at the Senior Center. We have an upcoming Monday night until the end of the month, until, until Halloween um, car uh, show drop-in night at this parking lot for Sierras over on King Street. And uh, we also have an event at the VFW coming up on the 14th with several other Republican town committees where we're having some, some of the Republican candidates come talk. Um, but someday we'll get as organized as you folks. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Alan, for Absolutely. coming. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you, Rachel, for coming. Appreciate it. Thank Most you. Definitely. It's always good to work with you. Oh, yeah. And uh, for the viewing public, we all want to see you at the polls unless you've already voted by mail or early. So November 8th, 6 to 8 p.m., uh, please say hi to each one of us uh, at the polls. Uh, again, it's so important for you to look at the candidates, look at the ballot questions, and uh, please be an informed voter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.